0: What up? What's going on? My guy, you clicked on this podcast. What are we doing here? I appreciate it. I really do. Um, just wanted to say thank you for listening. Just a reminder, we have a YouTube check us out on YouTube. If you like to watch our reactions, we've got a full studio full of guys, um, over there. That's a lot of fun to watch. And then I do have a Twitter. I'm trying to get people moving on the Twitter, see if we can get some engagement there, some back and forth between the fans. Maybe you guys send me some articles you want me to talk about. Maybe I tell you what's going on in my world. Who knows? Maybe we work out a little bit of a thing there. Um, And then also, yeah, just telling as many people as you can about this pod, if you like it. If you don't like it, maybe hold off. That's all I have to say. Maybe we just don't tell other people that you don't like it, all right? Maybe we just stay a little bit lower, more low-key there. Um, but with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the pod. We've got a few, not very long, couple days, maybe a week or two left of decent sports before we get into baseball season. So we're soaking it up here. I hope you guys are enjoying the sports and the pod. With that being said, let's get it started. Go. Good afternoon, sports fans, and welcome back to the Summer Podcast Series from Marv On Air. Today is Monday, June 12th of the 2023rd year. Um, I guess I should probably stop calling it the Summer Podcast Series because if you guys enjoy this, I will do it through the fall, winter, spring, back into the next summer. So we should probably figure out what we're going to call this because I don't know what we're going to call it yet, but um, that's kind of what I went with at the beginning there because I figured I would just be doing it in the summer, but it seems like you guys might be liking this. So if you do, uh, shoot me, you know, tw- tweet at me, whatever. Um, I keep plugging the Twitter, and I keep failing at it. So um, if you have any ideas for any uh, stories you want me to cover or anything uh, along those lines, if you have any thoughts on the on the program, just tweet at me, at MarvonAir underscore show. Still trying to get that going. And uh, like I said, I don't know how to use Twitter. So totally understand if you don't go check it out. But we do have a lot to cover today, and um, it's one of those where like every single point is not going to have a lot to cover along with it, but it is quite a bit of news because it's coming off a weekend. Um, speaking of the weekend, I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. I did personally, and um, it's nice to have some sports on because this is this is like probably the last two days with sports, potentially, it's definitely the last week, but potentially the last two days. Got to keep in mind, all of our finals are wrapping up here um, with Two teams leading 3-1 to both in the NBA and NHL. So, something to keep an eye on there. We've got a lot of... Well, not a lot, but there was some golf this weekend. We're kind of getting into full golf swing, if you will. Pick up on that one. Uh, That was definitely on purpose. And then... It's a lot of just kind of hearsay news, blah, 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 meaningless stuff in the NFL. But, hey, I have fun talking about it. You probably want to hear about it. Keep an eye on what's going on around the league, if you will, if you're listening to this program. So let's hop right on into it. We're going to get started with the golf because it's a fellow Nick that we're talking about. Mr. Nick Taylor. All right, he won the Canadian Open, and this is a big deal because he's Canadian. This is this is huge. and won on his home turf. I think it was like the first time since 1966 that a Canadian won the Canadian Open, and uh, that's crazy to me because how many Canadian golfers are there? I feel like there's quite a few, and the fact that none of them have won it since then, bonkers, okay? And so he won the Canadian Open with a 72-foot eagle putt, all right? Now, the best part of this he, he puts that sucker right in the hole there, right where it's supposed to go from 72 feet out, absolute nuke of a putt. 72 feet, can we just wrap our head around how far that is? I mean, if we're talking in yards, you got to divide that by three, right? So that's like over 20 yards, It's like 25 or something yards, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically 25 yards. It's like 23 and something yards because 25 times three would be 75. 25 yards, I mean, that's a long ways. Um, And I I think it's like seven sharks or something like that. Or I don't know. Most sharks, I think if you took the average of all sharks in the ocean, uh, are around 10 feet. But there are some of those sharks that are like 25 feet long. Um, maybe it's like the length of a megalodon. I've never seen a megalodon, but apparently they're a thing, kind of like the aliens in Las Vegas right now. Everyone claims they're a real thing, but no one can really pin down if they are a real thing or not. So not going to compare it to that. But when he made the putt, his friend, his best friend, Adam Hadwin. I hope I got that right. Hadwin, Adam, Adam. I don't know how you guys say it, but it's a Canadian name, so I would assume it's Adam Hadwin. Um, That seems like it was probably... If that was mean, I'm sorry. Didn't mean for it to come come across as mean. But when I said that, I was like, damn, that seems not nice. But anyways, he goes out on the green. He's celebrating with his best friend. Just won the Canadian Open with a 72-foot putt. I mean, that's a long ways to putt a ball. I mean, let's be real here. Most people can't even hit a ball 72 feet off the tee box. All right, You're, You know, people who have golfed before are going to be like, that's a ridiculous thing. But think about that guy who's never been to the golf course he probably can't hit it that far. He's, he's going to top at about 25 feet max and miss every other time. So let's just put it in, into perspective here. And so he goes out there celebrating. And uh, security did not get the memo on who this guy was. Absolutely leveled him, sent him into the turf there. And it looked like he'd been tackled a few times before. He took it like a champ. And uh, there's not a whole lot of aftermath of that. I can only assume that Nick Taylor went over and helped him out and told the security, hey, this guy, you know, we're tight. Let him go. Uh, But, you know, shout out to Adam Hadwin because that's – you're really taking one for the – I mean, you were really celebrating there. And security was like, yeah, nope, we're not doing it. Not going to take it. Not going to – not going to have this on the green 18th hole Canadian open, but it was still awesome TV. If you will, I loved watching that. Um, So yeah, not a lot to, I'm not a huge golf guy. I like playing golf. I do like watching golf, but there's not a whole lot of storylines with it. Um, But the thing I do like about golf is that you can get a guy who no one's really heard of. I can't tell you how many people have heard of Nick Taylor. I mean, diehard golf fans probably have, but he just comes out and balls out in this Canadian Open, hits a 72-foot putt. I keep saying that because it's such a big deal. That's a huge putt. I mean, I can't even make a five-footer consistently. Am I a pro? No, that's exactly why. But this dude just hit, what is that, like eight eight times? Five times eight is 40? Yeah, so what? It's like 16, 15 times what I cannot make. He just made that. Think about that. That's a super far ways. Think about how tall your average 5-foot friend is and then stack like 15 of those guys on top of each other. That's how far away he hit that putt from. That's a super, super long way. So big shout-out to Nick, um, coming from a Nick. That's a huge win in the Nick community. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on is Oklahoma softball, just because they won their third straight national championship, uh, the women, and some of their dynastic run stats. They finished 2023 on a 53-game win streak. They went 61 and 1 in 2023. So they must have lost their first game about ooh, eight games in or so. And then just didn't lose after that. Over the last three years, they're 176 and 8. They this is crazy. These last two are actually pretty crazy. Outscored opponents 1,718 to 241 over the last three seasons, and they've won six out of the last ten. Now, I'm a Patriots fan, so obviously I get a little bit butthurt when people talk about how the Patriots run is being trampled by the Chiefs run. I'm familiar with the dynastic run. I'm looking at the Chiefs. There's a lot of potential for them. Honestly, looking at the Nuggets, there's a lot of potential for them as well. But looking at the Oklahoma Sooners softball team, That is a dynastic run right there. That might be one of the greatest runs over the last 10 years of sport, or the last three years even, because they went 6 for 10 in the last 10. I mean, that's crazy right there. I don't know what the Bulls went. I mean, they had those two three-peats. I guess it was, what, over seven seasons then? So six out of seven is crazy. Or I'm not super versed in basketball. Maybe it was six over eight. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm just going to have to eat that one because I don't know it off the top of my head. But six out of 10 is absolutely bonkers. So big shout-out to them. Crazy last three seasons, that's a dynasty right there, especially in college sports when people are cycling in and out every single year, as opposed to a professional sport where you can structure your contracts and such to keep these teams together for longer. So that was pretty cool. I was really pretty uh, hyped, obviously. uh, You know, I'm an Iowa State fan, so Big 12 Oklahoma, not necessarily on loving terms but i do love seeing great sports and that is great sports in a nutshell speaking of great sports we're gonna jump into some football all right now i'm not gonna go right into what you guys are probably thinking okay what you're probably thinking nfl but no no i'm not going straight into the nfl i'm gonna go into something it's a little bit more social media related you've probably heard of him I know you've heard of his larger half, if you will, I guess. I don't really know. I hadn't heard of this guy until he, start, he started catching some wind on Twitter this weekend. Um, and the, the name of this guy, <laughs> Baby Gronk, okay? If you've heard of him, shout out. Um, apparently, he's been around for years. Um, I just haven't seen it. And so he he kind of, well, it's, it's this guy, this little kid. He's like a second or third or fourth grade or something like that. Pretty young. I think he's like twelve or old thirteen and uh he is basically managed by his dad who is trying his best to reach out to every single sports media personality to get this kid's name out. Now personally I am a little bit upset that he hasn't reached out to me. If he did I probably wouldn't do any promo at this point from what I've seen of like everyone just leaking messages that he sent them. Like he's literally messaging every single Sports media personality out there, busted with the boys. Obviously, if you're connected to Twitter at all, you know that that's a big beef going on between, you know, um, Taylor DeJuan and and uh, the other guy. I'm I'm blanking. I know him. It's um, played for the Raiders. Uh, what's his name? Shoot, it's it, well. It's not like this is gonna get around to him anyway. He's if it did, he I know he'd be upset. But if it uh, oh, Will Compton. Okay, Will Compton. Will, if you if you hear this, my apologies. I know you. I like your guys' podcast quite a bit, uh, but I just had a brain fart right there, okay? You got to excuse me. Now, <laughs> I just don't get why this guy needs to plug his kid's social media so much. Like, I know what he said in the past. He's basically said that this uh, he's building a platform for his son, so that way... If football doesn't work out or whatever after high school, he'll have a platform made, and he can roll with that, and he'll be going in a basically a really good position. Shout out you for all that. But I do just, it's just a little bit weird. I don't know, personally. I, I respect the hustle as a small creator myself. I have messaged way too many people and gotten no response from 99% of them. But, I mean, dude, come on. Like, you're triple DMing some people, and it's just, there's a line, you know? And there's also, you know, there's also a limit where it's like, you don't need to message every single person, you know? I, I just, it's just me. um. Maybe I just have, I don't know, I don't want to say standards, but, like, I'm going to reach out, but I'm not going to triple DM you. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you slide into some chick's DMs, and then they don't answer, then you just kind of got to let that one go, right? That just That just makes sense, so... Um, I guess let me know what you guys think about the whole baby grog situation. Hit me up on the Twitters, you know? We can have a little little chat about it. Um speaking of hitting me up, I am thinking about getting a, a little phone line for this year program. So if you're interested, definitely give me some feedback on that. I think it'd be fun to have callers call in. I don't know how that whole works. I'd have to do some more research, but I think it'd be kind of fun. So um and I guess while we're in the situation of plug and stuff, check out the YouTube. Anyways, on to actual football. The biggest thing in football right now is the running back market, Okay, and it's a big deal because Dalvin Cook got released from the Vikings, and he's having trouble finding a contract. Austin Eckler had to go through the weeds and back to get his contract, and then you've got players like Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley who are basically fighting their uh, their team, their manager, like the, the GM or the head, probably not the head coach, but more of the owner in a way like, hey. We want a contract, dude. We don't want to be franchise tagged anymore. This is BS because really once a quarter or once a running back runs through their first contract, they're not looking at a great opportunity for making a lot of money because teams are basically saying that they are liable like, they, they're a liability to the team. If they put in this much money into the running back and it doesn't go well, then they're just in a bad spot. And it's like, well, yeah, you kind of are, but also somebody like Austin Eckler who scores every other play going to be a big deal. Somebody like Saquon Barkley who makes your quarterback look like one of the best in the league, not in my opinion at least, but uh, to many people. Saquon basically made uh, just like how – <laughs> The amount of impact that these guys have, I mean, you look at everything Dalvin Cook for Minnes- did for Minnesota, everything Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller were really the two guys for Vegas scoring, and they just can't get any love. And so, Saquon and Josh Jacobs are both fighting their team for these franchise takes, because when you look at who was franchise tagged, you got Josh Jacobs, you got Saquon Barkley, you got um, the Cowboys running back, Pollard, Tony Pollard, um, I don't know if Eckler was franchise tagged or not, but these guys are getting franchise tags, which are capped out at like $10 million for a year, and they think they're worth more than that. You look at guys like c, C-Mac is what I call him, Chris McCaffrey, you got um, Derrick Henry getting these big long-term extensions, big money, and they're paying off. Like These are guys that are c- clearly pivotal to their team. I, don't, I just don't understand why these guys can't get paid, but I am going to say this as far as co- uh, running backs fighting their team to get a little extra money. Right, you're getting 10 million now. What are you gonna ask for? Thirteen or fourteen? Now I know three to four million dollars is insane. If someone wants to donate me three to four million dollars, I would probably be the happiest man on the whole entire planet. But are you really gonna risk ten million to try to get those three million? Think back to Le'Veon Bell. That whole situation was crazy and it did not end up working out for him. So unfortunately, I don't think this is the right move. I don't think this is the right way to go about this, but I do think they have a point. They absolutely should be fighting for this money and trying to get what they're worth because if you took the running back off the field or if you plugged in some XFL running backs, they probably could do just as well in some schemes. But most schemes rely on the running back at some level. If you take him out entirely, you're just not going to be the same team as you are with him. Now, speaking of the XFL, we got some news out of the XFL camp, okay? Now, the XFL knew in this. This was like their first inaugural season. Oops. Uh, inaugural season after they had one in 2020 or something like that. Had to take some time off. The Rock comes in. is like, hey, we're going to make this a real thing. And I personally thought it was pretty cool. I liked a lot of the rule changes. I know a lot of people said that it was a bunch of BS, that they hated these rules. But I personally kind of liked them. I thought it was a fresh take on football. I didn't necessarily think they should be – all of the rules, at least a part of the NFL, but I did like a lot of what they had to say. Okay, and so um, it was fun. It, it wasn't something I watched, but it was something. To, it was fun to see the highlights, and I, I know quite a few uh, Iowa State players that played in the XFL, and they're moving up. And there's a it's, there's a little bit of a gateway between these guys who ball out in the XFL and move up to the NFL. I think that's great, but unfortunately, I don't know who could have seen this coming. XFL lost sixty million dollars. Sixty million okay now you got to remember businesses are not easy to start up they're uh you know it's going to be something that you make money with over time okay over the next 10 15 20 years if they can keep the xfl alive it will definitely be profitable but it's definitely not working out like i think they thought it would in their first year i mean they had a guy or a team who went like what four and 12 win the championship It, uh, it was a negative win ratio and they ended up winning it all so i don't really know if that was an issue People were really confused by that. I know they were in the headlines for that, but it was something that I don't know if fans just didn't like how close it was to the NFL, or which I didn't think it was that close. Honestly, I thought it was pretty different. But a lot, honestly, we've seen this a lot, right? We saw the fan-controlled league. We saw USFLs kind of failing. There's the – it's like – or maybe maybe that's what I'm thinking of the USFL, and then there's the XFL. So there's like all these different takes on football, arena football. None of these do as well as the NFL because the NFL is such a juggernaut in the, in the football space. And so I don't necessarily think it's um, the XFL's fault. I think it's that the NFL is such a dominant force, such a goliath in the situation that they don't have a lot of ground to work with, and I think they should be pretty proud of only going 60 million down instead of 80, 90. 100 million in the in the hole. So, there's a lot of upside for the XFL if you're an XFL fan. Shout out to you if you have a team. There's no teams in Iowa. So, unfortunately, I am not a big fan of any particular team, but if they do come, I know the St. Louis Battlehawks were kind of the big name in the XFL. They're pretty close to Iowa, so big shout out to them. But uh, yeah, that's really all there is to the XFL. They just kind of stink. Okay. Now, one more news situation in the NFL. The Browns released or revealed their new dog logo um, today, and I don't have a picture for it, but if you go just anywhere and search Brown's new logo, you can find it. The big thing with this is that it was fan-made, I believe. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like I said. Just as far as I know, from what I've seen, it is fan-made, and if I had an ounce of creativity in me, I would definitely be trying to get in on that, because if you are the artist who makes an NFL logo for an NFL team, and they use that, uh, you're going to be rolling in it, okay? So, big shout-out to these graphic designers who are actually good at their work, because I stink at that kind of stuff. I don't know if I could ever do something like that, and you guys are absolutely killing it. There's that one girl who went fa- uh, viral, I guess on TikTok and Instagram and all that for recreating NFL logos, essentially hiding words in the logos. she did the Lions one in the li- the word Lions was like the mane of the lion and uh she made like the Jets word into a jet and all of that. That's something I never really understood. Why is the Jets logo not a jet? Okay. They're literally Jets are sick, dude. I mean, personally, I think planes are absolutely amazing, but the jet is like one of the coolest planes, and we're not using that. We're using a oblong shape with the word "jet" in it. Like, come on! There's so much potential here, and we just decided to stray from it. I don't get it. With that being said, though, um, if there are any graphic designers out there who get it and they want to redo our logo, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I would love that. Um, so, if you guys hear this and you're like, "Hey, I know a graphic designer," you want to do this guy's logo. Um, we like our logo, but we do we are open, open-minded, if you will. And I think some of the stuff these guys make are absolutely sick. The new Browns logo, I think it's, it looks absolutely sick. I do love it a lot more than the Brownie the Elf situation they have going on because I don't understand what the reference is to that. And I don't think it's Brownie himself that's bad. It's the situation he's in where it's like, what? Why is that the logo? I don't get it. So I do like the stuff they came up with. The dog pound is cool. The Browns still stink, unfortunately, but it's... It's a cool little spin on the situation. It'd be sick to see that logo out on the field. And um, big shout out to that designer. I don't have the name, unfortunately. I didn't see it p- uh, p- tagged in any of the posts. But unfortunately, um, you know, for them, they, they won't get the recognition they need. But I, I do think those designers should get, I you know, I, I think that. I think those designers should get more attention. I think they're doing really good work out there. So shout out to you guys. Now, let's get into some current sports news. The Panthers and the Heat are both down 3 to 1. Now, I believe the Heat and Nuggets play tonight to decide if it will be ended in 5 or if it will go to 6 and potentially then thereafter to 7. And then the Panthers and Knights will play tomorrow. Big news for the Heat, Hero may be playing tonight. Um I don't know, you know, there was talks of him coming back in game 3, 4. Uh, I don't necessarily know what was holding him up, if it is injury, or I know they were talking about him potentially not playing to not mess up the groove of the team. Uh, I think that was the right play, but now that you're down 3-1, it's not like the groove of the team is necessarily holding the boat afloat right now there kind of on a bit of a loss streak here and I am still rooting for the Heat I really am I think uh Tyler Hero needs to be out on the court I think he's and even if it is only just for 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it is maybe that new life showing that his play, the player is there you know he's he's there for the team kind of situation gives the Heat the bump they need they're just not shooting well they are a shooting situation team uh so I do think they you know they could um If they just turn it around and shoot well, then they're they're in it. But I just don't know if they will or not. And I think Tyler Hero being on the floor could definitely help. Remember, it is a broken hand, so how will he shoot? How well will he shoot? I don't know. But regardless, I want Heat Hero out on the floor for the Heat, and we do have Game Five tonight. Now, why is this sad? Because if the Nuggets win tonight, shout out Nuggets! You know that's awesome. You're gonna be raising that trophy up at five thousand two hundred eighty feet above sea level big news that's first time ever if that does happen but then we don't have really any sports unless hockey keeps going for a couple just a couple extra days really it's not that long and then we are in some dark days like i've said these podcasts might be getting a little shorter that's why we kind of want some call-ins potentially so um yeah that's unfortunate for the sports community but obviously i'm pulling for the heat if the nuggets win good for you guys first time ever That'd be really cool. Vegas Golden Knights, they've only been in the league six years, and uh, they're looking at potentially getting their first Stanley Cup, their first, um, what's the, Lordo? The Lordo, is that the trophy, what they call it? So big shout-out to the Vegas Golden Knights for going up 3-1. But we did see the Panthers come back from 3-1. Not necessarily that I have a rooting interest in that hockey situation, but I do want to see the Panthers come back and win it all, just because they beat the Bruins, and nobody likes it when your team gets beat and then that team loses. Well, actually, I think the sports community is 50-50 on that one. It just depends on who you talk to. Do some people want that team to win or some people want that team to lose? I'm in the camp if I want them to win. If they beat my team, they got to go all the way. Okay, so go Panthers. We need that 3-1 comeback. Go 3-0 in the next three. Um, two away, one home. Big deal. If they get that pulled off, I don't necessarily think that. I think we'll be, we will be looking at a Nuggets and Golden Knights championship round situation here um winners of this of their respective leagues and they earned it you know they really did but i just hope south florida can pull through because if south florida plays well rounds this thing out gets us to a game seven in both that's more sports for me to talk about more sports for me to enjoy and all of us it's not even just me it's literally anyone who enjoys sports if you are you you should be rooting for south florida just so we can get more games dude I guess if you're a diehard Denver or Golden Knight fan, you probably just want them to end it right away. But because Game Seven will bring anything, you know, that's just my opinion. I think Game Seven kind of levels the playing field. It's a big atmosphere. But regardless, we do have the Heat. I think they're minus nine and a half or plus nine and a half tonight, something like that. I don't have it up right in front of me, but they they have a big hill to climb. So go Heat, go Jimmy. Um, with that being said, follow us on YouTube. Spread the word. We're trying to figure out the best way to market this program. And um, a great way is anyone who enjoys listening to it tells all their friends about it. Um, I do have to apologize, unfortunately. We don't have any sports to talk about right now. So I'm kind of lacking. It's pretty tough. Pretty tough out here. So any of your guys' help is greatly appreciated. And uh, like I keep saying and keep failing at, check out the Twitter. With that being said, I will see you guys tomorrow. Deuces.